0: welcome back to another episode of Chappy Chats. I had a pretty good week this last week. It was a busy week, but a good week. And I hope the same was for you. Part of the week was that I went to a training, a training that we have every month for chaplains to pick up new ideas, new ways and thinking. And this week there was Dr. Freeze. And yes, that's his last name, just like you can freeze things in the freezer. But uh, he had done a study on hope-filled Leadership. Now, if there ever was a leader that filled people with hope, that would be Jesus Christ. Now, I know there's probably other religious leaders that people would say uh, filled people with hope, but definitely that's what Jesus did through his writings and through the time when he came on earth. And as I listened to Dr. Freeze's talk, he, he had several things he put up, but one thing really in particular stuck with me because it's been my idea for a long time that people that get to the end of their rope and attempt or complete the attempt to take their own life, a lot of times has to do with they have lost hope. Hope is a very important thing. I think that's why we see young people being more depressed than at any other time in history as far as us keeping a record of depression, and that's because what is there to hope for? Everywhere you turn around, there's wars and rumors of war, there's things about the climate and how we're all going to burn up or we're all going to freeze or we're not going to have enough oxygen, enough water, and we have so many years to get it straight. But then when they come out and tell us what they can do and when they get it done by, it doesn't add up. The math just doesn't add up because the amount of time it'll take to do it is greater than the time they say it'll run out. So why would people have any hope in that kind of situation? So, I want to talk to you a little bit. He put up something on the board that said, How Hope is Lost. And that's what I want to spend a few minutes talking about today. Before I continue with uh, How Hope is Lost, let me say that in my Christian perspective, taken from the scriptures, that hope is being sure of what I'm hoping for and certain of what I do not see. And I've often told people that I'm sure that there's a heaven. What I'm not certain of is me being there, and sometimes that's a struggle for me because I know my fallibility. I know my failures. I know the things that I have not done right and the things that uh, I have done right but not as good as they should have been, and so that makes me doubt. But my hope and my certainty is in Jesus Christ, not in my ability to do things or not do things. And as I've grown older, And began to understand that there is nothing I could ever do or be that would give me the right to see eternity. So what I'm sure of and my hope and what I'm certain of that I do not see is that the sacrifice of Jesus Christ was enough for me. And if I lean on that, I rely on that and I live in that, then it is not me that accomplishes it, but it is God. Now... Having said that, let's look at this idea of how hope is lost. Now, Dr. Fries was talking about within an organization or a company. Well, I think some of the things he said apply to our Christian walk, or if you don't claim a God at all, just in your individual walk in life, because I think you'll see these things demonstrated. We all have hopes and dreams that we want to see fulfilled in our lives. And there are times that hope gets dashed and diminished. And that's what I want to talk about. How do we get there and then how do we get out of it? And that's what I'll share in the next few minutes. Well, first of all, the first thing that happens is we have a goal. We hope to get somewhere. And it's not a wishful thinking. We've made out a plan and and we're going towards something, but you know, things come in and it gets blocked. Either through an illness, through an unseen financial setback, you, you can think of all the things that you might keep you from getting to your goal. Uh, sometimes I changed universities through my career of getting a degree, and I'd have to change course because their requirements for the degree were different than the last school. So you get what I'm saying. Your goal is blocked, and the first thing that happens is you get angry. You're angry because you cannot get your goal. So you decide, all right, I'm going to figure another way around this. But then comes despair because you're not able to adjust your goal. Maybe there's no way at that particular university, for the example I use, to make it happen. You might just have to change your major and then you're not majoring in what you wanted to. And so you get into despair because your goal is even further blocked because you can't adjust in any way. And then that leads to apathy are a loss of motivation. And when you're not motivated, you don't do anything. You know, I'll use the scriptures again. It talks about a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands and pretty soon you find yourself in poverty. And you cannot exist or live because you can't take care of yourself. Well, that's the same thing here. You get to the point that you're apathetic, woe is me, nothing's gonna change, it's not gonna matter, and I know In a lot of cases, that brings people to the point of wanting to just eliminate life. So, I want you to understand that that does happen, but we don't have to stay in that apathetic step. Dr. Freeze went on to say some things, and um, I thought was very important, and that is, how do you nurture hope? Well, we all make goals in life. You know, if you're a Christian, you want to get to heaven. If you're a aspiring student to be a doctor, you want to get that MD degree or that law degree, or you want to go to every national park in the country and you set a goal and a plan, and all of a sudden the national parks are closed because of COVID, so you have to wait a year. But you can wait a year, and then you can't get an appointment to go because now they're making you make appointments, so you have to wait another year. But those you can adjust and you can clarify your goals. And you can say, all right, is my goal to see every national park, or is my goal to see all the beauty in the world that I can? And maybe you can't make it to every national park, but you can make it to the beautiful parts of those states. So you have that goal setting, and you clarify the goals, because sometimes you're blocked from getting your goal. And rather than letting it get you down and get you angry, you can re-clarify your goals. And then you get viable pathways. There's barriers that are considered. Like your age, your amount of money you have to travel on this idea of seeing all the beauty in all the national parks. And uh, so you might have to adjust your pathways. You might have to drive. You might have to not fly to some places. You might have to cover several places in one time, but you're gonna have to find these viable pathways because of your circumstances. Or maybe it's like if you're disabled or handicapped in some way. This disability becomes your ability. You have to find a place that accommodates wheelchairs, let's say. Or accommodates, I don't know, so many things it might have to accommodate. In my case, I'm a diabetic. It might have to accommodate all the timing of being able to take my insulin when I need to take it. But you get my point. Bible pathways, and you find a accommodate them. And then you chart future memories. Now, I don't know if this is what Dr. Freeze meant, but this is what I got out of it in this walk through life is that when you make progress and you see it and you see that memory, it's sort of like the Jewish people setting up stones, reminding them of what God did in a certain place. And every time they passed that stone, it reminded them of the greatness of God and how God had intervened in their life and how God was still working in their life. And so to me, whether you're talking about God or your job or your career or your family, if you have progress, that reinforces because you're charting future memories. You see that and you realize that, hey, I can get there. I can obtain that goal. So what I want you to think about this week is if maybe you're angry because you're not getting where you want to go, or maybe you've gone to the point of despair that you're never going to be able to reach that goal, you're never going to be able to get there, or you're really at the bottom and you're just apathetic, why should I do anything, it's not going to matter, nobody's going to notice, I'm not going to get a promotion, I just, why should I do anything? Well, let me tell you, it's hard to direct a non-moving object, and if you're not moving somewhere, finding a pathway, maybe not the one you thought you'd take, or you're not moving forward in some way, you're just standing still, you're deteriorating. Folks, Cars that sit and aren't used, deteriorate. The wires get corrupted, the battery corrodes, there's rust that takes place, and parts don't work. You let a house sit, and you don't have a direction, and you're not using what the house will, you don't use the plumbing, you don't use the air conditioning, the heating. Guess what? It deteriorates, and the same is true for you. That's why, if you're not able to reach the goal you thought you would, because something's blocked, find a new way, or clarify your goal, and then, If the path you're going down doesn't seem to be working, find another path. Consider the barrier that's there and how you can get around that barrier. Maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it's an emotional thing. Maybe it's a physical thing. But find a way to get around that Tuna pathway. And then chart future memories. Realize what you've accomplished today, where you've been, where you've come from. Make markers of those things in your life, and they will give you the absolute advantage of a hope for a future because you've already come so far. So far. And yet, not as far as you want to go. So think about that this week. Another thing I'll leave you with that uh, Dr. Free said was that hope is the single best predictor of the ability to thrive. And I think that's true. It really is. Hope gives us the ability to go on, to continue. I'll close with this story that you've heard. And again, if you're not a Christian, it really doesn't matter. You can find the same types of story throughout secular history. And I'm simply using the story of Joseph, sold into slavery, accused of attempted adultery, or attempted assault, rather, put in prison, forgot about in prison, and rose to the top level of government in Egypt. I'm sure his goal was blocked because God, in his case, had given him a vision. Now, maybe it's not God that's given you the vision. Maybe it's just something you've dreamed of since you've been a child, but something's blocked it. I ask you, I implore you, get your hope back by clarifying your goals, considering the barriers and adjusting your pathway, looking and charting future memories based on where you've been to where you've come, and I think your hope will be restored, and you'll be able to keep going one step at a time, one day at a time, one moment even at a time. Blessing, protection, and favor until we meet again.